0: Welcome to Richard Ellis Talks with Richard Ellis. Richard's going to take the next few minutes to share some great words of hope, insight, humor, and relevance. In today's lost and searching world, that's something everyone desperately needs to hear. Speaking of that, we'd love to keep this conversation going with you anytime through our website, richardellistalks.com. In fact, there's so many ways to connect with us from there that you really need to check it out for yourself. Richard Ellis talks.com. But right now, let's go ahead and get things off and running with today's talk. Here's
1: Richard Ellis. The title of today's message is Expect Delays. This one comes out of, if you've ever driven down the highway, for some reason, there's one piece of road here in Dallas at least where if there's construction, they have this nice big sign that kind of flashes or is lit up, and all it says on it is Expect Delays. Like you don't know with all the construction. That there's going to be some problems there's going to be some traffic but it's kind of interesting that they go ahead and say it and i got to look at that a few times and thought you know i wonder if we really do factor that in that part of living on a planet and part of the challenges of just people and life and even what sin can throw at us and we throw at situations we have very little control over a lot of things and delays are just part of it All right, word delays, obviously traffic. If you live anywhere outside of town and you're driving into town to work, you're brain dead if you don't expect some delays and people say, well, I was late for work because I didn't know there'd be traffic. Well, of course there's going to be traffic. You've been driving this traffic for years, maybe. So in traffic, there'll be delays. People go to baseball games. Well, there was a rain delay. So you sit there for an hour and a half. You say, well, you know, I'm upset. I don't like this. Well, what do you want us to do? It's raining. You know, you can't stop the rain. If you've got dial-up internet access, I think that one speaks for itself. building a house. You know, I don't know that I've ever heard every once in a while you hear about some construction project where it came under budget and sooner than it was supposed to. But most any house, any building, any construction project, it's what? Always longer than they said and a bunch more money than they thought it was going to be. Can't they figure this out by now? Just tell me it's going to be later and more and we'll just agree on that. But then you wouldn't get the bid. So you expect the delays in that. And in the scriptures, Obviously, there's going to be all this kind of stuff, too. And we'll start with one out of Exodus chapter 32. And if you go back into Exodus, Moses has gone up the mountain to get the Ten Commandments. And in Exodus 32 verse 1, he didn't come back fast enough. And it says, now, when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, come, make us gods that shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Now, let me stop and ask this question. What are you waiting for? What is it that, you know, you're all cranked up, hot and bothered, you know, just I can't take it anymore. God is not going to come through he's delaying with his answer. I think he could, but you know, here it's Moses and they've already said in their statement, he's the guy that brought us out of Egypt, but he's not coming off this mountain fast enough. We're done. We're going to make our own gods. We're going to solve our own problem. We're going to do what we think is best. Forget not just Moses here. See, they jumped from just not waiting on Moses. They ditched God and said, we're going to do this our own way. For all you know, and if you keep reading the story here, they made a mess. A lot of people ended up dying over this. God was pretty hot. And Moses did show up, but not as fast as they wanted him to. And there was consequence. Now, you may be waiting on something, and it may be days away. And because you don't factor in that there could be delays, because you don't factor in that it may take not the time you allotted, but maybe the time that God allotted, you bail. And what do we miss out on in life because we just wouldn't be still? I talked to a lady very recently, and she's in the process of going through a divorce. And she ended up somehow talking to me, and she said, I knew if I talked to you, I almost didn't want to talk to you because I knew what you'd say. I said, then what are you talking to me for? She said, well, I'm going through a divorce, and I can't take it anymore. And, and I knew the day that I married him on the way to the church, I wasn't supposed to marry him. But she said, I've heard you say on some radio broadcast that you may have married the wrong guy, but after you married him, he's the right guy. So she had that in her head, and she's trying to do the right thing. And I said, well, how far, you know, long before the divorce is final? Oh, a couple of weeks. I said, well, that's two weeks. Why don't we slow down and see what God can do? Well, she didn't like her situation. You know what? Our situations change. And, you know, just because you get rid of that slug and get a newer model, he might be a slug too. Now what are you going to do? You're just going to be running through them. At some point, you got to stop and say, God, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that you can change me or change the situation, and it's not coming as fast as I'd like for it to, but I'm willing to be still and wait and see what you got instead of jumping in here and fixing it, which a lot of times fixing it doesn't fix anything. It just makes the situation worse. So Moses here didn't come down fast enough, and these people get into all kind of trouble taking matters into their own hands. They couldn't wait for God. Now, the next one is a little bit bizarre, and there is a lot of bizarre stuff in the Bible, I'll admit that. Daniel chapter 10, and I'm going to read a pretty lengthy little piece here, just in case you've never read this or seen this. It's pretty astonishing. In the third year of Cyprus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar. The message was true. Now, listen to this phrase. The message was true, but the appointed time was long. The message was true. But the appointed time was long. In other words, God had told him something, but when it would come to pass, was taking time. Now, see, what I want is I pray and say, okay, God, what's your answer? He says, here's the answer. I say, absolutely, today. I'm not interested in you doing whatever that is tomorrow or next week or next year or in 20 years, which I know a woman who prayed for her husband for 20 years, and he finally got saved. And they've got an unbelievable relationship now. But she suffered and prayed and waited for 20 years. You say, well, I'm not in for that long. Well, then you're going to miss out on the blessing of what she's got now. And you say, well, what if he never changes? Ultimately, you got to find out what God's telling you to do and be sure it's him and then wait. And I don't usually share this kind of stuff, but I'm going to tell you this today. For a year, the group that's going on this mission trip has been praying and fasting about the trip. So every Wednesday, we all pray together. Well, the fasting ended a week or so ago. But I thought, well, no, yesterday, it was Wednesday in this case. And I said, well, I'm not going to fast. And then I met with a guy yesterday at breakfast, and he said, I've got this huge decision. I've got to know what God wants me to do. And I said, you know what? You want answers? Pray and fast, you'll get you some answers. And I didn't tell him this at the moment, but I got to thinking and praying while I was talking to him. And I thought, you know, I've done this with somebody before. So I told him, I said, i tell you what, you fast tomorrow, I'll fast with you. Now, if you get to the place where you want what God wants so bad that you'll give food up to find out, something's up. And some of you could fast for weeks and it wouldn't hurt you at all. (laughs) Plenty of reserve tank like me. I'm not losing weight, by the way. I just buy bigger clothes and it creates the appearance. So you say, well, I want to know what God wants me to do, and he answers you. Then when you get an answer, pray fast, whatever you got to do, you get the answer, then you say, okay, God, I believe I have, whether it's from scripture or in my heart, confirmation from other people, I believe this is what you're telling me to do, to wait. Then he says, well, you better be prepared for some delays. Expect delays, because even in the spiritual realm, there can be delays, and here's what unfolds here. The message was true, but the appointed time was long, and he understood the message and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Now on the twenty-fourth day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, that is the Tigris, I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold of euphaz. His body was like beryl. His face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, his arms and feet like burnished bronze in color, and the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. So an appearance, something shows up. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great terror fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. Therefore I was left alone when I saw this great vision, and no strength remained in me, for my vigor was turned to frailty in me, and I retained no strength. Yet I heard the sound of his words, and while I heard the sound of his words, I was in deep sleep on my face, with my face to the ground. Suddenly a hand touched me. Which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands, and he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you, and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking these words to me, I stood trembling. And then listen to this. Then he said to me, This angelic being, whoever it was, said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. So don't think that God didn't hear your words. You prayed, you called out to God, you humbled yourself, God heard your words from the first day. And I have been sent, I have come because of your words. So this angel, whoever it was, was sent, in answer to his prayer, his words. Now listen to this. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, the angel Michael. For I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come." When he had spoken such words to me, I turned my face toward the ground and became speechless. And suddenly, one having the likeness of the sons of men, touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke, saying to him who stood before me, My Lord, because of the vision, my sorrows have overwhelmed me, and I have retained no strength. For now can this servant of my Lord talk with you, my Lord. As for me, no strength remains in me now, nor is there any breath left in me. Then again, the one having the likeness of a man touched me and strengthened me and said, O man greatly beloved, fear not, peace be to you, be strong, yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Then he said, do you know why I've come to you? And now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia, and when I have gone forth, indeed the prince of Greece will come. Now what the heck is he talking about? This angel had been sent... By God Himself, I suppose, to Daniel. And it took him 21 days to get there. And Daniel's wondering, what's the problem? He had cried out, and the angel says, We heard you, and I was sent immediately. But what we don't factor in, Ephesians talks about it, the fact that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, it's principalities and powers. And here we sit and, you know, we listen, we work, do our thing, we think, well, this is reality. The real reality is not here. There's a reality that goes on around you. When you are tempted, let's say you get in a bad situation and you sense some desire to, whether it's some, maybe alcohol, sex, food, whatever your deal is, if you feel some evil thing around you, something prompting you to do that thing that you know is going to destroy your life, who do you think that is? It's demonic powers at work trying to move us and attack us and get us to do things. You say, well, I don't believe that. Well, you're cooked. It's like saying, you know, I don't believe there are bad people in the world. I leave my house unlocked and my car is unlocked because there's no more bad people in the world. I just don't believe that. Well, if you get robbed, we're going to go, well, duh, there are bad people in the world. You can't read the Bible and not see that there are angelic beings, that this stuff is going on. So part of what causes delays, according to this, I think, is that even when we pray, and the request immediately gets there, that God may send, and when he sends the answer, or angelic beings to come to our rescue, they may have to fight their way to us. You say, well, that's whacked. I'm just reading the stuff out of the Bible. I mean, it's in here, and Daniel figured out and was told, The prayer was heard. It took me 21 days to get here. And I've still got to go back and fight. And the Prince of Greece is coming over to take over here. So, you know, is there like a Prince of Dallas? There's hierarchy. Clearly, principalities, powers, the rulers of darkness. I'm telling you what I'm starting to realize. This city's got some stuff. You say, well, what is that? What does it cause? You say, well, we don't have certain problems. We got racial problems in this town. I'm more aware of it all the time. It's like it's impossible. There's North Dallas white people, South Dallas black people, and all these white people thinking heaven's gonna have a South heaven or something. <laughs> and we say, well, we'll send money down here and help the poor people, but we don't want to be together. We're not gonna work this out. And mayor after mayor in this town comes up against this stuff, and you can't break it. Let me tell you something. That's not just people stuff. That is spiritual stuff, where we lock up with prejudice with hatred, with all these things. And only God can break this stuff. You can get all the government bills, laws passed you want. If you hate somebody, you hate somebody. And until God intervenes and enough of us cry out and say, God send help, then the spiritual battle has to be won before we see it manifest in the physical. Does that make sense? Now, if you are praying for something, you say, well, I prayed and what's God doing? You've got to factor in a battle out there and be patient. And realize if Daniel, I mean, what a gun he was. If it took the biggest angels in heaven coming at him three weeks to get there and do what needed to be done, there may be some delay in your situation. You say, Well, I'm tired of waiting. Then go after God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your body. Say, God, you got to send more people. You got to send more angels. You got to send reinforcements. I'm telling you, I need an answer. And not this, Dear God, thank you for my sandwich and save my marriage. Amen. You say, well, I asked God to save my marriage at lunch one day. How about you climb in a closet somewhere and get down on your knees and fast and pray and say, God, you understand, I don't want my home to fall apart. And I can't change my husband, but you can. I can't change my wife, but you can. I can't fix all this stuff, but you can. And I know there may be some delay in this, and I'm going to have to be patient, but I got nowhere else to go because all my manipulation and all my doings haven't gotten me anywhere. So let's see what you got. And you keep persevering. There's a story in the Bible about the importunity of a widow and a judge. And she goes back and basically just harasses the guy into giving her what she... And it says, do that to God. Harass him. Don't give up. Keep knocking. Keep asking. Keep seeking. The promise is you'll find. It'll be opened. He'll answer. First Thessalonians chapter 2 And this one just flat out says it. This is Paul writing to them, verse 17. He says, But we brethren, having been taken away from you for a short time in presence, another physically, not in heart, endeavored more eagerly to see your face with great desire. We wanted to see you. Therefore, we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and again, but Satan hindered us. And you say, Well, I'm trying to do what God wants me to do. I'm trying to obey, I'm trying to go and be and all these things that I'm supposed to do, but I keep getting hit you're going to get knocked back. You are in a battle. I am in a battle. It's going to take time, but it doesn't mean that God is not orchestrating things to bring it to pass in his time. And you're just going to have to wait. James chapter one. And there are tons of verses that you can read on this. And I suggest if you want to find them, that you just read the Bible. James chapter 1, verse 1, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. And these people, by the way, had been scattered because of persecution. They were together, persecution comes, and they got blasted everywhere, all over the Roman Empire. So these tribes are scattered, they're having problems, they're in difficult situations. And he says, my brethren, he's writing to Christians, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Now, if you don't expect delays in your Christian life and in your life in general, then you're setting yourself up for disappointment and for lots of grief. The fact is, there's going to be delays, you're going to have to wait, and your faith is going to be tested in that time. And some of the reason God allows for these delays is to teach us to depend on Him and not be this now. I want it now. I ask now. I ask now. I ask now. See, over a sandwich, you say, God saved my marriage. You go, well, maybe, maybe not. But if God hears you climbing in your closet day after day after day, and you say, God, I'm going to tell you something, I'm not going away. You got to do something in my house. And if I find the problem, you got to do something to me. And if he's the problem, I've tried to fix it. You got to do something in him, but I am not going away. Either he's dying, and that's part of my prayer has been, you know. I'm open to that too some days. Either he's dying, I'm dying, or something's got to change here, but I'm not giving up. I'm not going away. I'm going to tell you something. As a father, that works. Now you say, well, was the delay because I didn't ask enough or because he was sending angels to help? I don't know about all that, but I know the book tells me to ask and to keep on asking. And you'll find out if it's something you just want, because then you might give up and walk away. When God puts something in your heart and says, ask for this, you don't quit. You keep coming, you keep coming. So my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So when patience works itself out and you finally got it then you're not all rattled all the time and you've learned something that the trial produced the patience and with the patience i can wait and endure whatever the trial is as long as it takes so another trial comes you say okay lord i couldn't take that one but the patience that i got through that one got me here where i'm going to ask and if you do it today that'd be nice if it takes you 20 years i don't care but i'm not going away and i know to expect delays But even with those, I'm going to keep coming, and I'm not giving up. I meet a guy once a month on a bench at City Hall, and we pray for our city. If you ever want to come down here and pray with us, we meet on the bench outside of the driver's license area. We've been doing it for years, and we throw it out there and say to people, if you want to come pray, come pray, and nobody ever shows up. So, well, it's on, I can't tell you the day. If you're really godly, you'll know. So. No, it's the, uh, <laughs> whew, that wasn't in my notes. Um, <laughs> second Wednesday of every month from 12 to 1. And we sit on that bench and pray for the mayor and government. And, you know, you think, well, who cares about all that? All I know is my book says pray for him. I just, in my little simple brain, I just think God listens. And I got somebody down there with me to agree with me and pray. And we just keep praying. And I'm sure other people, other places are praying too. They have to be, or we'd be sunk. But you got to keep praying. And yesterday, while we were praying, some lady that I, you know, recognized me from church some she had been visited one time and, she, you know, she walked, Oh, what are y'all doing here? And she had been in the driver's license line. I don't know if you've ever done that, you know, that's, she was number 60 something. And she gave up and she came out and said, Okay, I'm done. I said, Well, you know what? She said, I'm going to Carrollton and get my license. I said, Well, You get out of that line, now you're going to drive to Carrollton, you're going to go home, you're going to go tomorrow to Carrollton. I said, by the time you do all that, you could have just sat in the line and been done with this. But she got tired of waiting, and the answer was right there. The answer was a counter away, just hanging in there a little bit longer. Expect delays, but don't let the delays deter you or throw you, because sometimes God finds out whether we mean business or not just because we walk away. There's no sense praying, there's no sense fasting if you don't have a God who hears and does something. But I've gotten too many answers to quit now. And things get so bad sometimes, and the struggles get so intense, and the problem's so insurmountable, you got nowhere else to go. And all our ingenuity and all our manipulation, and all our cunning and craftiness, and we're gonna figure this out, God says, no, you're not, you're done. You better start crying out on me, crying out to me. And uh, it may take the angels a little while to get here, and it may not happen when you want it to happen, but God answers prayer. And I encourage you to at least give it a try and not give up. We'll get back to Richard in a moment to close
0: out today's talk. But first, I want to share something about our program. Our mission is actually very simple, to take the planet So it's our prayer that these daily talks from Richard aren't something you only hear and enjoy, but that they inspire you to share with others. Together, we can do this. The message of the gospel is something everyone needs to hear, and that's why it's such a priority to us. So join us in this important mission. Call us at 855-6-RICHARD to say you're in, or you can get on board with us through our website, richardellistalks.com. Well, here's
1: Richard with some closing thoughts for us let's pray. Father, I thank you for faith. We don't even have the faith that we need and you give us that. And I thank you for faith because I can't do this without faith, Lord. It's a bunch of stuff I can't prove, I can't see, but I'm kind of like electricity, Lord. Nobody's seen it, but clearly the power that is manifest through it, the light that is given is pretty good evidence that it exists. And Lord, we can't prove a lot of this stuff, but The evidence in our lives, the specific answers to prayer that come along, the great joy that we have not only in the answers, but even in the trials that produces the faith. At some point, Lord, it even, it gets, it gets good even in the waiting. Father, help us come to the end of ourselves sooner than later and realize that we don't have the answers that you do. And even when you do, it takes a little while sometimes for the answers to get here because there's a war that rages around us and within us sometimes. Father, there just may be somebody listening today who just realizes they're just done. And even trying to be good enough, no matter how good they are, they're still empty and they know that being good is not going to get them into heaven. And for whatever reason, their eyes have been opened somehow right now. And they say, God, I get it. I see it. I understand that Jesus is God. He was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless life. He died on the cross, shed his blood for my sin, was buried, was raised from the dead. And I believe all that. And that he's offered me the forgiveness of my sins. I accept. And he's offered me this gift of eternal life. I accept that too freely. I know I can't pay for it, but I say thank you and take it all. Come live in me and through me and help me understand that delays can be expected But there's nowhere else to go but to you, and there's nobody else to wait on but you. And it's worth the wait, because when you come through, and you always do, with yes, no, or, or wait, you always come through. It's always better than what we get ourselves into, taking matters into our own hands. Father, for people who are hanging on by a thread, in a tough situation with a spouse, children, parents, employment, a boss, employees, neighbors, a friend, a strange friend, Lord, whatever it may be, I pray that we would pray, that we would do the the spiritually obvious thing, but seems to be the last thing we do usually. Father, you're the best, and I thank you for being so patient with us and for putting up with our impatience. We love you and praise you and pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to
0: Richard Ellis Talks, we really appreciate that you've spent this time with us, but we want to keep the conversation going with you. A couple of ways you can connect with us is by giving us a call anytime at 855-6-RICHARD. That's 855-6-RICHARD. Another way is through our website, richardellistalks.com. You can email us, sign up to get the daily talk sent to your phone each day, write on the prayer wall where we can pray for you, or even stay in touch through our Facebook page at Talk with Richard. We love bringing you the program every day, but it means even more to us when you let us know how the program has helped you. So call 855-6Richard or connect with us at our website, richardellistalks.com. Finally, if you enjoy the program, let us know by your generous support. It would really mean a lot to us, richardellistalks.com. So until next time, have a great day and thank you for listening to Richard Ellis Talks.